for the project, it would mean that they, you know, they're actually doing the right thing by Aboriginal people um, and, and preserving something that's significant to our people. Um, it's, it's actually um, a registered site. It's actually on the road corridor, yeah. Um, the corridor is actually fairly wide, so I, I don't see why they can't adjust the road, you know, the, the direction of the road or, or the, you know, to, to compensate for that. The traditional owners are saying um, that it is a significant site and we believe it's a significant site as well. Uh, it's also a registered site, so that um, should afford it protection from the road construction. There is a lookout on the path of the second range crossing. That is a significant site to the local Aboriginal people. According to law, the road will have to divert around it. It is native title land, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. An archaeological dig has been happening on the highway corridor for weeks, uncovering artefacts of ancient people that once ruled the area. And plenty has been discovered. My name's Bill Bonner. I'm the nephew of the late Senator Neville Bonner. We are the descendants of the the great warrior uh, Multugra. We are standing right here in the country of the Yagra language people, my people, the Jagra people. The government is putting uh, a highway through here and uh, we just want to prove that our people were here and so we come here to, to see if we can find them and we have found them. There's a lot of stuff in this area and uh, we, we have uh, probably 30 pits or so. For each pit it probably would take a week all depends on what we're finding. If we keep finding and we'll stay in that one pit. And what's the most exciting thing for you personally that you've found? Probably being lads. Uh, we found that over at um, Flagstone and uh, sent it to the office and the office uh, sent it away to the uh, New England uh, University and get it checked and uh, it went for a 25,000 year old. So an ads is, a, is material for wood and uh, they uh, used to make their boomerangs and spears and everything out of it and then use that material to shape it back. Why do you think it's important to do this work for Australian society generally to find these artefacts? To be really honest it's 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 our people. It's a country that uh, we the Aboriginal people are really forgotten about and uh, the the wider generation and, and, and local and the local and the federal and the, and the state governments, uh, they really don't care about us. We're here to show them that this is our country, we're here to show them that we're finding stuff and uh, it's not the land that we want, we want the recognition. I hope that people can understand the recognition of us having from the wider of Australia. Would you have liked more time? I would love more time, only if the uh, uh, um, main roads and the, uh, the contractors that are doing it decide to give us the opportunity to do it and finish it off proper. We need more time. Daniel Jones. So after a couple of years working with uh, Jagodan and Uncle Bill and that, um, yeah, I decided to take it to the next level and sort of get involved and yeah, do my degree in archaeology. It's Australia's history. You know, Australia's history just doesn't go back 300 years. It goes back 30, 40,000 years. And each day you're finding something new and you're finding something new about the um, original habits of this area. And it's, it's just so exciting when you come across different sites and different tools and new finds and stuff like that, yeah. And, they, and the expression on the guys' faces when they're sort of competing to find the best stone tool and stuff like that is just, yeah, it's really good. I suppose when you mention archaeology, you know, when they say pyramids or Rome or something like that, when I find this just as exciting as all of that, um, 
just because it's the Aboriginal people left such a small footprint on the environment, not much things have lasted. But once you sort of start understanding the nuances and the stone tools and what are they telling you about occupation trends and what Aboriginal people are doing in the area, that's when the exciting, when you start rebuilding the landscape and the picture, that's when the exciting thing is. You might not have big monuments, but it's the small things that sort of matter. Don't you think that's a good thing though, that they had such a small footprint? Something I mean, we could learn, you know? It is, it's something, and, it's, and that's what Aboriginal people are about. They respect the country so much and care for the country so much. It's something that we could, we should probably take into like uh, consideration now, the way, you know, way we are with buildings and pollution and stuff like that. Um, taking a lesson from like, you know, Aboriginal people and the way they looked after this country, yeah, would be, is right here in like what we're sort of digging up here on the site, so. Tap it like that and that'll, that'll break it down a bit. So that'll make it easier to grind. There is a limited time and a limited budget. The elders have only been given a few months to look at a corridor that stretches through the Lockyer Valley and to the top of the Toowoomba Range. There is a powerful force, political will, wanting the second range crossing built as soon as possible. And that leaves potential irreplaceable archaeological finds in danger of being bulldozed from existence. James Bonner is the DIGS project manager. Uh, the lookout um, is, is a significant area. Um, it was used for, for signalling and, and also for you know, uh, looking out for over in the horizon so that when, when people would come into your country um, they could send smoke signals through to you and you knew they were coming into your country so therefore you could signal back to them so like a smoke station as well. Um, as well as a visual look and, and it was good for, um, you know, for sound as well so you could have a bullwara or, or some clapsticks or something like that to, to you know, uh, acknowledge that you've seen their signal and, and welcome in, into the country. So where is it located in terms of the Second Range Crossing Road? The part that the Jagera people um, have been allowed to participate in um, uh, is, the, is the southern end of the Warrego Highway. Um, it's actually located on the northern side of the Postman's Ridge Road. Well that lookout needs to be preserved. Um, it's, a, it's a significant area to our people. Um, it's been acknowledged also by the Waka Waka people that it's significant to Jagera people. Um, that lookout, that particular lookout would have been uh, used for a number of years while um, they were battling uh, the, the early settlers. Uh, when Moltogger uh, got a heap of um, people together uh, to actually try and uh, drive them out of the valley. And what would that mean to the project if the lookout was preserved? What needs to happen in order for that to, to stay? For the project it would mean that they, you know, they're actually doing the right thing by Aboriginal people um, and, and preserving something that's significant to our people. Um, it's, it's actually um, a registered site. It's actually on the road corridor, yeah. Um, the corridor is actually fairly wide, so I, I don't see why they can't adjust the road, you know, the, the direction of the road or, or the, you know, to, to compensate for that site. So they'd have to change the route slightly in order to keep that lookout. Yeah, I guess so, or, or the, or the um, alignment of the, of the road, yeah. The traditional owners are saying um, that it is a, significant site and we believe it's a significant site as well. Uh, it's also a registered site so that um, should afford it protection from the road construction. So that means that they really have to protect that site, they will have to realign that road, they won't have any choice under law. 
Well, it's it's definitely something that you can't just pick up and move. It's not like it's a, a stone artifact, um, an isolated stone artifact on the ground. So, you know, that they're, they're going to have to move around it. Yeah, I mean, we don't want them to go through it. This is something that we we can't really afford to to give up on. Then there's the places that still haven't been identified. Reports that the ancestors of the Jaguar people left footprints along Rocky Creek nearby in the Helidon Hills. Those places will be destroyed without record because there just isn't enough time or manpower. There's, there was some old reports about um, some stone carving, some sandstone carving in, in Rocky Creek. I don't know the exact location of it, but it's up in, in around this area, up around the Helidon Hills. Um, there's also some, some uh, axe grinding grooves um, up here that uh, our people are accessing the, the creek and getting local basalt out of there and making grinding the basalt into axes. Considering that in relation to the creek and others, you know, all the other artefacts that you found, yeah. would you like more time on this project? Oh, we'd love more time um, to be able to, you know, we're only really scratching the surface about what's what's actually in this landscape. Um, there's a lot more archaeological material, um, well, cultural cultural material that's in this landscape that's, you know, it's going to get missed um, and, and not documented properly. We're, we're, we're doing, you know, as, as much as we can um, with with the, the limited budget that we've got. Um, yeah, given, given the, you know, given the significance that we got axe grinding grooves, we got a beautiful creek line here, um, thousands of artifacts on the surface, and not to mention the subsurface artifacts. Um, you know, 1.6 billion dollars to build a, <laughs> a road through to Toowoomba, and and they can't, you know, uh, you know, properly compensate us to do the work that we need to do to capture the information that's here before they destroy it. In a statement, the Department of Transport and Main Roads says the consultation process involves working with traditional owners and professional archaeologists. Artifacts identified are assessed and analysed by both parties and are then stored on site. When the report is finished, the artefacts will be relocated to places nominated by the traditional owners.